Welcome in, everybody. Um, <laughs> we're very much, we're not live. I'd said that last week, but this is a live reaction to me seeing the AP top 25 and who Alabama, obviously they're number one. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> who Alabama opens the season with. Gosh. Um, who boy, that's a rough one. Um, if you're curious, Alabama, number one in the AP top 25, up against the mighty, the ferocious, the, I, I don't even know any other like ways to be sarcastic about it. The Mountain West it. champions. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, the Mountain West champions. Oh, SEC powerhouse Alabama takes on Utah State. On their first scheduled game, if Utah State, God, I hope so. If they, if if Utah State wins that game, how amazing will that be? I would love it. I would love every single second of it. But anyway, welcome in everybody. My name's Cole Connor. I'm Owen Spelnick, and you are listening to season two, episode two of the Panther Pod. All right, so we got a good one on tap. We're going to go over ACC uh, odds and predictions, which are quite far. They're very um, spread out, if I should say. Uh, Then we're going to go to... (laughs) How surprising. How surprising. We're also going to go talk about our AP Top 25, which we did in the opener, as Cole had already mentioned. We're going to give some preseason entries. Some big names are out for the season. And then for all you locals who listen, FCHS home opener is Friday, this this Friday, the 19th at 6 o'clock against Cave Spring. Um, so we're going to give a little plug and play there for that. Me and Cole are going to sc- discuss which is better, CFP, the college football playoffs, or the BCS era. And then finally we're going to round it out. We posted today about some questions that you all had, and we did receive a few questions. So excited for that. But, yeah. Um, starting things out, though, Owen – do you know what next week is? It's football, baby. It's football. It's football season. Yes, it's a week zero. It's a week zero week. Yeah. But I don't have to wait long because I get a Thursday night backyard brawl. Can't go wrong. And then, hey, but you also get an exciting game, though, against Florida State. Woohoo. We play the Seminoles. I'm excited for that now. Had this been a game like back in the early 2000s, this would have been a great game to watch. I still think it is. I think it's going to be a, an exciting game to watch. But obviously, if you haven't seen the news this week, RIP LSU football. Miles <laughs> um, Brennan was announced as entering the transfer portal. He is no longer going to be the starting quarterback at LSU. It's very interesting. I have a feeling, though, if he transferred, does that mean that he he's not he wasn't going to be a starter? No, he he wasn't going to be a starter regardless. Um, it's mm, it's a rough decision. Oh no, excuse me, Miles Brennan did not enter the transfer portal. I was under that assumption. My apologies. LSU quarterback Miles Brennan retired from football. Brian oh, so, Kelly confirms. Oh, so I wonder if he's if he got injured 
then. I don't think he got injured. I think he was told that he was not going to be the starter because, let's face it, our offensive line is crap this year. Mm. Um, and I think that Miles Brennan, while he has an immaculate arm, he is not mobile. So does that mean it's going to be Nussmeyer or Daniels then? I think it's going to be Daniels. Um, he's the Arizona State transfer. He is going to be – right now, I can't give any kind of guarantees on our quarterback. If I had to put money on it, I'd say Jaden Daniels over Walker Howard or Garrett Nussmeyer. But Kelly has been adamant that it is open quarterback con- uh, competition gotcha. during uh, fall camp. Okay. So, we'll see. A little bit of plug-and-play there for LSU. We'll discuss more about that next week as well. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, next week as well, we're going to have a guest on the show. Senior outside linebacker Bryden Bre- Brian Breeden from Farham will be joining us here on the Panther Looking Pod. Looking forward to it. Yep. Our uh, not second-ever guest, our f- fourth Fourth yeah. guest. Fourth guest on Fourth the guest. Pod. Yeah. If you remember, we had Nick Cook on last semester. He's now married. Got hitched. Um, congrats, Nick so, yes, Cook, by the congrats, way. Yes, congrats, by the way. Uh, and then we also had two rivals on the show uh, with Tyler Wetterings and Ethan Berger on the show before the Crooked Road Classic. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be excited to have Brian on next week. Make sure you tune in for that. You're not going to want to miss that. Getting to the ACC. Cole... The odds, the odds makers out in Vegas have just straight up said Clemson's winning this. There's no competition. I think there is some competition, but I do think this season does merit a return to form for Clemson. I think so. Especially after the rough year they had last year. Um, you see a lot, and I say rough we say year. rough year, yeah. but they literally went nine and three. I'm praying for an eight and four season this year for yeah. West Virginia. Okay, so, well, I mean let let's be real. Nine and three is a rough year for modern day Clemson. Well, because that's the standard. Yeah, which and is amazing though. Dabo has done a tremendous job turning that program around uh, from when he got there to where it is now that nine and three is considered a terrible record. Yeah, because we all know what happened to that Orange Bowl when they faced off major Big East conference champs, West Virginia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. 70 to 33. Not going to let them live it down, huh? Mm. Mm. Yes. Never going to let it live them down. We are responsible for Clemson's rise to fame, okay? <laughs> okay. Because we gave them such All a right. we gave them such a smackdown. Right. Settle in, down. In, we gave them Settle such down. a smackdown in the Orange Bowl back in 2012. They were like, "We're never going to let that happen to us again," and it hasn't. Ha! Huh. See exactly, exactly. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> so the next closest. The next closest. So Clemson is right now at a negative 125. Which is very good. Yes. Which as is, far as odd, a, yeah, anyone if, who's unfamiliar with odds. Anybody, if, if you take the under, you are almost guaranteed to – you are the favorite. Yes. You are the favorite twin. Miami is next at plus 500. Absolutely insane spread as far as that is concerned. Um. I don't see – now, granted, this is preseason we're talking about. And really, like we were saying last year, week three, week four will be telling as far as – because by then you've played someone in your conference just about. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, across the board. Mm-hmm. 
um, you've gotten a feel for how your team is going to compete and any kind of big season-ending injuries usually have happened by that point because normally summer conditioning starts to kick in yes. around that point. Um, so it's going to be exciting to see. Um, I do agree. I think Clemson is the runaway favorite to win the ACC. But I definitely see a few dark horses. And, I mean, if you were listening last week, you know I love picking dark horses. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, I could easily see Florida State. I could easily see Louisville, um, Miami. I could even see Pitt coming up and winning it. I know you don't like that, and that's why I saved it for last. But I could see any of those four teams coming up and being a challenge. For Clemson, I think NC State has the best uh, has the best roster. Has the bench, best chance yeah. roster? Yes, but also best chance to beat Clemson. They did like they did so last year, so I think they can do it again this year. They right now have the fourth best odds at plus nine hundred behind Pitt, who is a plus eight fifty. Um, UNC coming off of a very disappointing season, yeah. ranked in the top ten in the preseason, lost Virginia Tech. Uh, in the season opener and just ended up 6-6 six and six with a quarterback they thought had – or a quarterback that did have Heisman hype in Sam Howell. Yeah. So what does that look like for UNC being – you're right now at plus 1,200 odds, your fifth best your fifth best in the conference, which is not terrible, but, I mean, you're not first. I mean, first. you've also got to look and see Miami and Pitt in the Coastal Division are ranked ahead of you. Yeah. So really you're third in that division and fifth overall. Exactly. Um, really, in the Atlantic, the only teams that I see, like I said, challenging for Clemson would be, you know, Florida State, Louisville, or NC State, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Coastal, I mean, I think it's as wide open as it gets. Um, I don't see Georgia Tech, I don't see UVA, and I don't see Virginia Tech. Um, they could surprise us, but I highly doubt it. You know... For UVA has the ninth best odds, plus yeah. four thousand. Tech is plus sixty six hundred, the eleventh best odds. Mm. Love to see it. Um, <laughs> Go Hokies! <coughs> I think you meant Chokies. <coughs> <coughs> okay. <All right. laughs> but you know, I don't. I don't. I'm, I think Virginia is going to be an interesting team this year because you get Tony Elliott. Yeah. Clemson also may have a down year as well. You've lost two phenomenal coordinators, lost a generational coordinator in Brent Venables on the defensive yep. side. He comes over and joins the Big 12. Which you can't blame him. I no, mean, that's his bread. No, yeah. Yeah. He turned down multiple head coaching jobs until the Oklahoma job came open. Exactly. So, you know, that it's not going to be just as simple as a replacement for Brent Venables. It's going to be it's going to be tough, I think. Now, if they if they have a, a great season going and win the conference this year, then that is a testament to Dabo's staff and that's a test, testament to Dabo's leadership. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um Virginia's going to be interesting. They got Tony Elliott, which was the offensive coordinator at Clemson. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I Virginia I think is going to be a toss up for their division this year. Um you could easily see him sneaking into that second spot, third spot. Mm-hmm. You could see him winning it. Um, it's just it's going to be interesting to see who's going to play in that conference championship. Exactly, it's going to be exciting no matter what because mm-hmm. the ACC always is. I mean, let's let's be real. It is, and it isn't at the same 
time. Yeah. Like it's a weaker conference. Yeah. I don't like to say that because as a West Virginia fan who wants to join the ACC, I you know yeah. But it is a weak. It is a weaker conference. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but it's like the NFC East in football and pro football. Because in that division, you have the Eagles, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Commanders. I almost got canceled there for a yeah. second. <laughs> um, yeah, that, no, it is. It, yeah. it is it's, it's the Commanders now. Yeah, but it's um, it's a weak. I get you yeah. saying it's a it's a weak conference, not as weak as division, not conference. Well, I, well, I'm I'm talking about the ACC. Yes, yeah. no, I know what you mean. It's yeah. a weak division, but it's not as weak as what I would say the Pac-12 is, or as irrelevant yeah. as the Pac-12. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's still some relevance if you win the ACC. At least the ACC has won an as won at least one national title within the past ten years. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, but the ACC is going to be interesting. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if we'll see Clemson in the ACC championship game this year. I'm expecting to. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> Who could be? I would love to see NC State make a run for yes, it. Yes, absolutely. I think they're a quality team. Um, but you know, I, I I don't know. I'd like to see a Virginia team, uh, the Virginia team, not Tech, the Virginia team. I'm gonna get so much hate wow. for. I'm gonna get so much hate from the Hokie fans, and also probably a few JMU fans as well for that yeah. one. Um, but the Virginia team, the You're Virginia. Brave. I'm. I don't care. I don't. <laughs> you are brave. <laughs> the Virginia. I'm gonna. Yeah, the Virginia team. Um, UVA, I would like to see them go also into the ACC title game. Yeah. So that's just kind of a, you know, interest. It's going to be interesting to say the least on to see how the ACC shakes out. Um, do I think Clemson wins it all? Probably. If they can get that quarterback position figured out, they're going to be pretty dangerous this year. I, th- I think if they figure out. If DJ Uyangale can be a little bit more mobile, make better decisions, and just be the guy at Clemson, I, I think Clemson walks away with the title this year in the conference. So that's that's ACC uh, odds and predictions for us this year. Uh, next week's going to be Big 12 and SEC. You know, Looking save, forward to save it. Save the best for last. Obviously, it sickens me a little bit that I have to say that save the best for last for the eight, for the SEC because you know mm. you about killed mm. the conference there. But mm. okay, yeah, That's I'm right. br- I'm bringing the heat this week. All right. all right, I'm feeling a little you're, feisty you're being tonight. Controversial. I right. am feeling feisty. Great. That's cool. fine. Uh, for another controversial topic, the <laughs> AP poll. Speaking of feeling feisty, ah, because we already know I'm going to spend 15, 20 minutes just. I would say cussing out the <laughs> number one team, but I can't even do that because you know friendly, SFW. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Um, all right. So I'm gonna roll through the top ten here. Cole, I want your thoughts. I already know your thoughts on do number you, one. Do you really want my thoughts? I on? do really want your thoughts. Number one is Alabama. Okay. <sighs> they play at. They, at least it's at Utah State. Okay. Oh wow! No, no. Oh my god! No, I don't think it's at Utah State. No. Oh my god! No, I don't think it says at. Utah State on the AP. schedule yeah. on, or on the AP thing, but I don't I don't see it being at Utah State. There's no way. Yeah. Anyways, number one, Alabama Boo. plays Utah State. Number two, Alabama uh, sucks. Yes, number two, Ohio State plays Notre Dame. That's at the Horseshoe. 
That's a big opening. Well, no, because look at, and I'm sorry to interrupt, look at number five, Notre Dame, where it says at Ohio State, yeah. and number two, at Notre Dame. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's Ohio State versus Notre Dame, number five, Notre Dame. Yeah, big game week one. Big game week one. Uh, another big game, number three, Georgia, at or, or not at Oregon, but it's a neutral site game. Number three, Georgia or uh, versus Oregon. So, that, so one's Alabama, two Ohio State, three Georgia. Four's Clemson against Georgia Tech. Uh, that should be a win for Clemson. Hopefully. Five is Notre Dame. Six is Texas A&M. Mm. Seven is Utah. Eight is Michigan. Nine is Oklahoma. And ten is Baylor. Going into the next little bit, um, number 11 is Oregon. Uh, number 12, Oklahoma State. 13, North Carolina State, 14, USC, 15, Michigan State, 16, Miami, the U, 17, Pitt, 18, Wisconsin, 19, Arkansas, and 20 is Kentucky. So, you know, I going back to the top 10, I don't think Oklahoma should be in the top 10. Because of the turnover that they have. I think, here, here's my thoughts. I'm going to be quite honest. I think Utah should be number four. And I think Baylor should be number five. I think Wisconsin needs to replace Oklahoma's spot. Because I think they should be ranked higher. I, fair enough. Fair enough. Either Wisconsin or Nebraska. Fair enough. I think, uh, I think Baylor, or Arkansas should take Baylor's spot when Baylor, if Baylor were to move up to number five. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, just, I do think NC State needs to be ranked higher as well. I think NC State needs to be ranked higher. As USC well. needs to fall off the face of the yeah, earth. Yeah, there's no reason. There's no reason for them to be, them the to be ranked 25. because no. number one, they have a ton. They had a ton of turnover this year. Mm-hmm. It's and, like everyone's talking about the transfers. And sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. Everyone's talking about the transfers for USC. You got to remember, you still have three quarters of a team that were there last year. Four and eighteen. Yeah. Now, granted, though, had Clay Helton not got fired at the beginning of that year, yeah. second game in, we I could think very I think they well could, be looking at a different USC. Yeah. I think that I th- I think we're still looking at the same USC, but I don't think we're looking at a four and eight USC. I think we're looking at maybe a six and six USC yeah. with Clay Helton still getting fired. Yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, I think Michigan's right where they should be, maybe a little bit higher, maybe six. Uh, Texas A&M, I think, is a top 10 team. But, you know, I just Oklahoma has a lot of question marks. If people – and I'll make this, this claim as well – is if people want to talk about West Virginia and the turnover that they've had this year and they don't know what West Virginia is going to be like, then the same can be said for Oklahoma. Yeah. You have a brand-new coaching staff in there, brand-new, and – like several key players that are brand new. Okay, you don't have Spencer Rattler or Caleb Williams. You have Dylan Gabriel and I think General Booty. You know how Dylan Gabriel is going to play to a certain extent because he played for UCF last year, but you don't know how he's going to play at the Power Five level. No. Granted, UCF is coming up to the Power Five level. They don't roll your eyes at me. Okay, power, you. I will pull for you, UCF. I won't. You won't pull for them solely because they smacked Joe Burrow around in, what was it, the Fiesta Bowl? 
We beat them in the Fiesta you Bowl. You did beat them in the Fiesta Bowl, yes, but they kept it close for a little bit. No. Yes. They absolutely did not. By halftime, you were all, they were only down a touchdown. Oh, excuse me. What was the final score again? I, yeah, that exactly. that that I don't know. That I don't know. We won by ten. Okay, a touchdown, a field goal. Yeah, it's still a multi-possession game. Anyway, <laughs> um, UCF is the embodiment. Like UCF and Alabama are the embodiments of overhype. No, I feel like no, 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 no. UCF no. is not the embodiment of no, overhype. no, no. That is Texas. That is Texas and USC okay. right now. Okay, all right, fair. UC- right now, here's yes. A, but here, here's historically, the thing. yeah, Texas still, but yes. But here's here's the thing though. If Alabama's overhyped, then they shouldn't deliver every year. They shouldn't have won the SEC championship game. And they should they shouldn't have gone to the national championship game. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I get it. But they they would if Alabama was overhyped, then they wouldn't deliver. If UCF was overhyped, they wouldn't deliver. What have they delivered? Okay, they did deliver. What is their, what is you what their 2017 <laughs> national championship? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I'm I'm saying that I'm saying. Go ahead. Anyway, go. Uh, no, anyway. I laugh at it too because I do think the 2017 national championship thing is ridiculous. Do I'm I think not they saying... got snubbed a playoff spot? Yes. yes, I agree. I don't think UCF is. I will give credit where credit has due is due. UCF is a good team. I don't think they're the best team that ever walked the no, face no, of the No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying they do deliver. They did beat Florida last year in the bowl game. Yeah. Now, Grant, was it a bad Florida team? Yeah. But yeah. Grant, it was still it's Florida. It's still an SEC team. It's still a Florida team that had Alabama on the ropes last year. Yeah. You know? So I think, you know, that's – You know what that Florida team, well, mostly that Florida team and UCF both have in common? One. <clears throat> They both lost LSU in the past two years. <laughs> <clears throat> Go Tigers. Anyway. That's fair enough. Because yeah. Florida, you, y'all did beat Florida the last year. The shoe game. Didn't you, didn't you beat Florida last year? Yeah. LSU beat? I thought The so. shoe game. Oh, oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, all right. <laughs> that was a tangent. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Michigan State, I think they're right there where they're at. Miami's an interesting one. I don't think they should be ranked after last season. No, I agree. To, again, too much turnover, new coaching staff. Well, I mean, Miami's always going to show up in the top 25. I think, Miami, I think Miami will show up, though, this year. Uh, Pitt, here's the thing. I will say this. I think they should be ranked because they are defending ACC champions. Yeah. Or I say defending. Nobody's going to take that away from them. They are... 2021 ACC, ACC yeah. champs. Now I, they I, they uh, they as well have turnover. Yeah, they lost Mark Whipple, they lost Kenny Pickett, and they lost Jordan Addison. So, I think the Kenny Pickett loss is going to show because they haven't named. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they've named a starting quarterback. I don't think yet, so either. They? But I'm I'm fairly certain it's going to be Keaton Slovis, just like West Virginia hasn't named a starting quarterback. I'm fairly certain it's going to be JT Daniels. Yeah. Um. I think Pitt's going to be a little. That's bit... weird. We're both going to have quarterbacks with the same last name. Daniel. Oh, yeah. Jaden Daniels and JT, JT Daniels. Daniels. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. both start with a J. Wow. Yeah. Um. But anyway. I think Pitt's going to be much more run heavy this year. 
um, because of the loss of Jordan Addison. Now, that doesn't mean they won't pass at all, yeah. but I, I think they're going to rely on the run a little bit more than they did this year. I um, think week one against West Virginia is going to be very showing either for way. For both teams. Yeah, because if Pitt comes out and you know rushes for 250, 300 yards against you combined, then that's okay. Is West Virginia's run defense that bad, or is Pitt that good at rushing the ball? Yeah, I don't think they're going to come out and rushing 200, 200, 300 yards on our defensive line. I don't think they will. There's too much experience on that line and too much talent on that defensive line to allow that as well. And the linebacking core as well. I don't think I don't think West Virginia will allow that much, that many rushing yards. Um, It'll be interesting how they defend the pass, though, um, because. There's not a lack of experience at West Virginia secondary. It's just, I think, a lack of cohesion. Yeah, uh, and it's not even like lack of experience, as you were saying, or lack of depth, because y'all have like eight or nine experienced corners and safeties on your roster. They've played a lot of football. There are a lot of FCS transfers, but they play a lot of football, and so the experience is key. All right. Um, we were at uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, 21. okay. Uh, Ole Miss comes in at 21. Uh, I think that's a pretty fair ranking for them. Yeah. I'm honestly shocked they're not higher. Um, 22, Wake Forest. 23, Cincinnati. Should be way higher. Uh, 24, Houston. And rounding out the top 25 is BYU. Um, BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati all need to be higher, in yeah, my and, opinion. And that's, that's purely bias. On against the American Athletic Conference well, I think, and Independence. I think Wake Forest. I think they need to be a little bit higher, but but as well though, like maybe maybe they should be right where they're at because they did lose yeah. Sam Hartman. For now, we don't know what's what's going on with that. Um, but that that'll be interesting to see. How does Wake Forest do they build? Oh, excuse me. Do they build off of last year's successful season? Or do they go back to being the same seven to six win Wake Forest? Which Wake Forest has always been a giant killer, in my opinion, especially in the ACC. Yeah, um, they're just they're just a tough football team. Like any any time that they have ever played, and they've been on and I've watched, it's it's just been you know rough down the field football. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, <clears throat> I think Houston. Is uh, I think Houston is poised to win the American this year. I agree. Uh, BYU once again I think will win the Pac-12. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, BYU's got a tough schedule though this year. Yeah, they've it, got a tough. They schedule. got a good first like two or three games, and then after that it is all downhill for them. If they can go either undefeated or one loss, there is no reason that they should yeah. not be a playoff team. And if and if they do get in the playoffs, watch out. Yeah. Because if they if they've only got one loss or or they're undefeated, that that's a tough football team. And even then, if they make it to bowl eligibility, which I'm sure they will. Oh, they should. But if they do make it, that's gonna be a very exciting bowl game to watch. Yes. Um, others who are receiving votes, Tennessee was the next closest with 180. Texas had 164. Horns down. Iowa had 163. Penn State had 160. The LSU Tigers 
had 55. <laughs> Go, Go ti- Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> Go Tigers. Especially that, honestly, I'm surprised we got any um, votes. I am. I, I, Especially with Miles Brennan, you know, up Well, th- I think this, this may came out after. Uh, I think it was the same day. Oh. Uh, the news broke on Miles Brennan the 15th, I think. Oh, okay. Well, well yeah, and this was released August 15th. Uh, Fresno State got 32. Minnesota got 31. UCF Boo. got 27. Purdue got 17. Mississippi wow. State got 15. Auburn, 15. Yeah. Kansas State, 14, after giving LSU a massive butt whooping in the bowl Stop. game. <laughs> Florida, 14. Uh, North Carolina got nine. Boise State got five. Air Force, four. App State, Appalachian State got four. UCLA got it. two. San Diego State got two. South Carolina, USC. <laughs> South Carolina got two. Utah State got two. And Nebraska got one. I hate top 25 list because I already know who's going to be number one just about every single week this year. Mm-hmm. And it's just so boring to talk about. It is boring. It can, Well, it can be boring. Like it's, it's not even – it's not from, like, a love of the game or anything like that. It's like, no, I love football. But I despise on every single ounce of my being Alabama and – the more that I have to say that without saying Alabama sucks or getting into expletives just drains my soul. <laughs> it's like you and Pitt. Well, it, that it's it's not even me and Pitt. It's more me and Virginia Tech. West Virginia's yeah. got a unique situation when it comes to rivalries because depending on where you live, yeah, that's your biggest rival. Like if you live in Morgantown in the upper in the northern part of the state of West Virginia, Pitt is definitely the big time rival. Yeah. But if you live kind of like in the southern part of West Virginia or southwest Virginia like like we do, Tech is the biggest rival. And I, I always thought Virginia Tech was the bigger rival just because of the trophy. I didn't – you know, I was too young to really remember the backyard brawl in all of its glory. Um, and, of course, I guess if you live in New York, you could say Syracuse – if you're a West Virginia fan who lives in New York, there is a trophy, the Bill Sh- uh, Schwartzwalder Trophy. Um who was a player for West Virginia, but a coach for Syracuse? Hmm. Um, that's an interesting rivalry. So it's all it's all you relative. Learn new every day. Yep, yep. It's all relative in how you look at your rivals, I guess, for West Virginia. But I w- I would definitely say probably Pitt is the bigger. If if I had to put it up, hey, you're playing, which we are playing Pitt and Virginia Tech in the same year. Who, which is going to be the bigger game? And it's going to be Pitt, but Virginia Tech's not going to lag on far behind. The Pitt game is sold out this year, and the Virginia Tech game is also sold out this year. So doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, that'll that'll be interesting. I think Pitt game is going to be a majority of West Virginia fans. The Virginia Tech game is going to be a little bit different because Lane Stadium does not have an issue selling its tickets like Pitt does. Mm. Um, okay, so. Moving away from draining your soul, Cole. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, we're going to go some little bit of preseason injuries here. Uh, Texas has suffered quite a bit with Isaiah Nair, torn ACL, out for the year. Mm. Um, and then they have a offensive lineman, Angelo, I think is how you know. Yeah, I think it's Jay Angelo. Uh, yeah. Junior Angelo. Junior Angelo. Um, he is also out for the year for another knee injury. So that's interesting. Isaiah Nair, 
that hurts the offense. Does it destroy their offense? No. But what is also interesting coming out of Texas, horns down, is the fact that there is quite a competition battle that Quinn Ewers is not performing like they thought they would be. So that means one of two things. Either Quinn Ewers is not the player they thought he was, and it's going to be a troubling season for Texas. Or Hudson Card, who is the backup who played for Texas last year, is actually a lot better than they thought and is giving Quinn Ewers a run for his money. So that's going to be an interesting competition to pay attention to, and how does Texas's offense rally behind that? The other two uh, notable uh, suspensions, injuries, mm-hmm. Rashawn Johnson, uh, running back. I think he's their second yes. stringer. Yes, he had a he high had, ankle injury. Yeah, yes, high ankle injury. He's questionable for uh, their opener. But it wouldn't surprise me if he sets that one out. They just need, because of his I mean, his place on the depth chart. Well, and look who they play week two. Yeah. Alabama. Yeah. So they need they they will need him at full strength for the Alabama game. And then the only other uh suspension was uh Aguille Hall. Um sorry for butchering that butchering that name. Um he's a wide receiver, didn't really do a whole lot last year. Um, but that is two wide receivers they're down. I think they're uh, they're number two and then a uh, member of the depth chart. So, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, Texas definitely is suffering as far as um, mm, injuries go. Mm-hmm. Um, USC is also suffering some pretty severe injuries with, uh, I think, Keyshawn Foreman. Mm-hmm. Um, or Corey Foreman, excuse me. Um, he's out mid-September with an undisclosed, one of their D-linemen, and then um, one of their tight ends, Ju- uh, Jude Wolf. he's out indefinitely with a foot injury. And that's uh, Wake, and if you, turning back over to the East Coast as well, we mentioned Sam Hartman had an off-field uh, related injury, so that's going to be interesting to see. He's questionable. It's I as far as I know, it's not been season ending. Um, but he is questionable. Will he return? Don't know. That that plays a massive role for Wake Forest. The only other, um, well, I mean, it, it's not even listed. Um, Louisiana State, LSU. We don't have any notable injuries. The main struggle through from us through camp has been Miles Brennan's retirement. Um, but beyond that, I mean, we're looking fairly solid for next year. Um, it just depends on, you know, how Brian Kelly can rally the troops behind Miles Brennan. Um, again, kind of kind of a weird move from him, uh, retiring this early on into camp. Not really any kind of motives have been uh, declared or anything like that. We don't know if it was, you know, Kelly. We don't know if he just took, you know, one too many shots or – and we had an injury goes, last but, season, so maybe he didn't yeah. heal fully from that, which is very common and very understandable. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see how that goes and hope for the best. Yep. Uh, so we're gonna go a little bit local talk. We're gonna go Franklin County High School football. FCHS. Cole, this is your alma mater here. War Eagle. Wouldn't that be cool? Why don't we just call ourselves the? We're already the Eagles. Why can't we be the War Eagles? Auburn. Well, okay, but still. So there's Philadelphia. They're the Eagles. Yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> as Owen said earlier, Franklin County football opens preseason play against Cave Spring. 
the actual opener is at Bassett. Mm. Mm. We're going to whoop them. You better, because last year we lost to them. Yeah. Franklin County High School is looking to bounce back this year Mm -hmm. um, after a somewhat shaky year. This is uh, Coach Edwards' sixth year with the program. Um, Looking to bounce back. uh, Tough opening three games with Bassett. Uh, Our home opener for the regular season is against Salem on Uh the 2nd of September. I'm excited for that game. That's the that's, game that, that I'm game really is gonna excited. That game is going to be crazy. Um, you already know home field is going to be bouncing up and down. Cole, you were wrong. It's not Coach Edwards who's the head coach of oh. Franklin County High School. Oh. It's Sandy Koblentz. Well, looky there. <laughs> Max Preps has Sandy Koblentz as the head coach of Franklin County High School. So that was just that was something we thought was funny that Sandy Koblenz was shout out Sandy Koblenz by the way love her to death <laughs> um but yes no the, the, the head coach J.R. Edwards continue um Salem is going to be an interesting game for the home opener and then the next game immediately after is LCA mm-hmm. uh it's at home again kind of opening the season up with our non-region games trying to get those out of the way as quick as possible um I know that our region games uh, Franklin County likes to schedule their region games towards the end of the season just so that way we have a few more weeks of preseason play, so to speak. Gotcha. Um, and then that last week by always comes into play at some point. And, you know, Franklin County didn't have a terrible season last year. They did end up going to regionals, I think. Uh, they finished out the year five and six, losing in the regional game. So, the you know, looking for a bounce back, uh, excited excited for this year i'm excited for frank county football this is kind of be a kind of finally a normal year yeah for us you know last year they wouldn't let anybody like walk around in the stands or anything like that so it's going to be an interesting year uh can't wait to see the friday night lights once again yes yes absolutely amazing um so they're for 2021 their final power rating power rating was a 7.1 so you know not not terrible they ranked number 86th in the state. They, um, oh, I'm sorry, that's 2021. I need to look at 2022. 2022, their state ranked, they actually moved up 10 spots. They ranked number 76 beginning of the season. Um, they're, I'm trying to think, uh, looking here, their regular season schedule, their strength of schedule. They're expected to go six wins. The The over-under is heavy on the under of going six wins. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how that happens. That would be a winning record. That's great. I would love yeah, to see it. But who, if, if we're going to go six wins, who do we lose to? If we go six wins, um, Hidden Valley, I'd say. Okay. Be a loss. Um, probably William Byrd. I know they're favored in Roanoke this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord Botetot mm. is always an issue, mm. just because I mean they're they're built different in Botetot. <laughs> I, I hate to say that. Um, and then 
Mm. Salem? If I had, I think we've got Salem. You think so? I this think year? we've got Salem. I think, I think Franklin County football has been the butt of a lot of jokes in the past couple of years. I know it was when I was playing. Well, for <laughs> that was a great bonding moment for us. That was a great bonding moment. <laughs> How terrible um, Franklin County football was that year. That was junior season. Yeah, they were named after me, Owen. Yeah. Owen Ten. <laughs> um, still, anyway. Um, I think Franklin County football comes out of the gates hot. Um, obviously we have a rough opening schedule, but good news is, is of those first three games, all three are at home and they're non-region play. That's helpful. So it's tune up games. We'll go ahead and get it out of our system early on and then come back when it's region time and win the whole dang thing. And for all you locals listening, like let's pack the stadium. Let's make it a home field, like home field advantage. Like let it be real, you know. Absolutely. So um, I'm excited for this year. I think Eli Fouts is going to be the starting quarterback this year. So it's his. I believe it's going to be his senior year. Yeah, it is. Okay, it's Eli's senior year. So that's going to be. Um, you know, let's give. You know, let's give a good send off for Eli's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's going to be exciting to see. All games start at 7 p.m. Through the season, I think season tickets were like thirty bucks, thirty five dollars somewhere I didn't in there. Know they sold season tickets for. They do. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And then, if you don't get season tickets, it's seven bucks a game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cave Spring though this this Friday night is at six six p.m. Um, tickets I think will also be seven bucks a pop. There, I'm not. For, uh, I'm pretty sure that that's what it is. Yeah. But yeah, no, excited for, bat for the Friday Night Lights to be back. This oh, yeah. is absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, come out, support the Eagles, please, please, <laughs> please, please. We have a feeling it's going to be a good year. I think. Yeah, I think absolutely. it'll be a good year for the Eagles. So. Absolutely. So yeah, moving on from a little local stuff, more national now. You got one more thing? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, a little bit more national, national now. Cole, this is going to be not ten years that we've been in the we've been in the playoff era. It's going to be eight years, eight years that we've been in this playoff era ever since two thousand fourteen. Knowing what we know now and the discussions that we're having about the playoff as it is, playoff expansion, the um, I say legitimacy of bowl games, but if if bowl game matters, do they do bowl games matter now? Um, versus what we had, the BCS, no playoff, bowl games were a huge thing, and you only had number one and number two going at it for national title game. Looking back, looking now at what we, I, you know, I think we have a clear enough data of what's going on. What do you think you prefer? You've won. Your team has won both. Yes. And both eras. Twice in the BCS and only once in the CFP. My issues with the CFP, I think, mimic a lot of other people's issues with the CFP. My issues are, are the same teams are always in it. Like, you're going to have Alabama in there. You're going to have Clemson in there. Not last year. Um, you're going to have, you know, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Ohio State, 
Georgia. I mean, the same big market teams are going to be in the CFP. You can say the exact same thing about the BCS because no matter what skill level is on the field, you're always going to have someone complaining about, oh, well, my team went undefeated, (coughs) UCF, and didn't make it into the playoffs or didn't make it into the national championship game back in the BCS era. Now, I think that the CFP addresses a lot of those issues and gives four teams instead of two teams the chance to win the national championship. Do I think that they should expand? Absolutely. I think uh, either an eight-team or a six-team playoff would be amazing. Um, Do I think that they're going to expand quickly? No. I think it's going to be a few more years before all the wrinkles are out of the CFP. Well, they can't they can't expand until that contract is up with ESPN in 2025. Yeah. So we're we're at least looking at, you know, two more years of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I prefer CFP. Um, I know a lot of people hate it for good reason. But I think it's better than the late-era BCS. Now, granted, I can't say much about late-era BCS because that's when LSU found a lot of its championship success. Um, Do I hate either one? No, absolutely not. I think they're both good systems with good intentions, but I do think that the media coverage on a lot of the constant top four teams devalues the college football playoff as it is. What about you? You know, my biggest issue with the college football playoff is, the, like you said, it's the fact that it's the same four teams every year. Now, however, though, I think that we still would have gotten the same two teams, though, every year with if the BCS continued. Because you got to think, though, for the majority of BCS – Nick Saban was not – he was not – he was there, but he wasn't Alabama. Yeah, he was he at LSU. He was, he was at LSU, but then he left for a while yeah. and went to my and went to coach the Dolphins. That didn't turn out, and then 2009 rolls around, and he's, he's with the Crimson Tide. Anyone who hates Alabama football, just watch some highlights of Nick Saban coaching in Miami. It's, it's well worth your time. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> there was a time when Cole actually loved – Nick Saban and thought he was. Now he's the devil. <laughs> um, but you know, BCS we 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 had the same teams and we didn't though. You know, Florida won it a couple of oh, Florida won it a couple of times. Texas was in there a couple of times. USC definitely played a major role. They won it with Pete Carroll. So, you know, I think. I think looking back now, I think if we had restructured the BCS, it would have been a little bit better. If you, The way I think is you need more emphasis on bowl games than you do the national championship, if you know what I mean. I like the emphasis on the national championship. I do. But right now it feels like there's it's national championship or bust. You either go to the national championship or, play, or try to play for one, or you – don't or you just don't play a postseason at all, which it does give emphasis on the regular season. Those people who argue and say it doesn't, I think it does, and a conference championship does matter to a certain extent. I think 
if what I did like about the BCS is you got reasoning and a um, a margin for how close teams were to being number one and number two, or number three and number four, or number ten and number eleven. You got that margin. The computer gave you that margin. Now, looking looking back, it was based on the coaches' poll, the Harris poll, and then there was something else that it was based on as well. There's three things that it was based on. I think if you change the ranking systems to have like some sort of Vegas odds, um, a strength of schedule, a conference conference standings, a mixture of AP poll or AP poll votes and independent polls, then I think that gives you a much better variety of saying, all right, this is who is better and this is why they deserve to be it. I like the computer doing it more than I do the people because the computer doesn't put in bias. The, all the computer is looking at is looking at those stats and saying, hey, this is statistically and on paper, this is how that team plays. Now, I know that doesn't always work out that way, that teams don't always play the way they are on paper. But I think if you take the human aspect out of it and just rely it up to the computer, hey, this is what it was, this is what it is. Very, I, I would say this too, with the BCS, yeah, people did get mad. But very rarely, I think, though, that a situation like an undefeated Auburn happened with the BCS. Now, granted, I was very young when like the height of the BCS was there and then when it ended like I was 13 when the BCS stopped. So, but I did like the emphasis on the bowl games. I liked that even the pinstripe bowl was a big time bowl or or it was huge for your team because yeah, you may have had a 7 and 5 year or an 8 and 4 year. You weren't going to go play for a national title, but you got to go you got to you got to go play for a trophy at the end of it. Yeah. And that mattered. You know, your regular season didn't matter that you were like, hey, we need to make it six wins in order for us to keep playing football. So I, I like that. But I think for the BCS, what you could have done is on the back end of things, after you've ha- after your bowl games are all said and done, the winners of your New Year's Six Bowl, like have a 16 playoff, the winners of your New Year's Six Bowl go play for a national title. I agree. And, and I would like for those winners to be conference champions. Those the winners of those New Year, or the, I say the winners of the, but the teams who played in the New Year Six Bowl. I would like for those to be conference champions. Um, so yeah, I, I think if a re if we had a reworked like kept the basics of BCS, I think if we kept a, a reworked BCS. I think I would probably want to go maybe back to a BCS bowl era and also bcs just brings back fond memories for me because of the glory days for west virginia so i just i think i I think i would probably go back to maybe a bcs more than i would a cfp because the cfp is like you just have to trust the playoff committee to say hey you know baylor is one is one better than utah well why are they one better they just are you need to trust us you know yeah and there's a lot of bias that goes into it so i i think I would probably go back to the BCS. There are benefits and there are downfalls to both. Um, I do agree with you. I think the computer did a better job analyzing all that. Um, I know, granted, everything makes mistakes Absolutely. every once in a while, and that's how we get the undefeated Auburn out of the national championship game. Yeah. Um, but I think that that will definitely alleviate you know, the same four teams always being in it. Yeah. Yep. So speaking speaking of CFP, we had a question coming in today. So today we posted um, 
if you're watching, if you're listening to us on Thursday, Wednesday, we posted uh, asking for questions, and we did get a question in from a good friend of both Cole and I's, Trevor Pig, sent in a question, and here's his question, Cole. Let's hear the top five dark horse contenders for the playoff. No I give me picks. Either. So excited about this. Yes. No gimme picks either. So like what, Alabama what or we're defining Ohio as State. gimmies. No Alabama, no Clemson, no Georgia, no Ohio State. I would even throw in like USC, Texas A and M, Oklahoma, Michigan. You know, I wouldn't even throw them in because USC and Oklahoma, USC and Texas A and M have not been to the playoff. I would throw in though Oklahoma, Michigan. Oklahoma and Notre Dame. Fair enough. Okay. Let's go for it. Uh, rock, paper, scissors, see who starts. Uh, you can go first. Okay. Age before um, beauty. Age before beauty. Okay. All right. <laughs> you are in a mood tonight. Yeah. I'm sassy. Sassy. I think my number one team, and we mentioned them a little bit earlier on, NC State. I think NC State has a genuine shot to get into the college football playoffs this year. Um, number two. For me, Arkansas. Three, Utah. Utah should have been in last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, four for me, Michigan State. Okay. I've got to rep them as as much as I possibly can. For Mel Tucker's sake. For Mel Tucker, please, Mel Tucker, come back. We miss you. Um, but yeah, no, I I think. I think a lot of it last year had to do with the bias to it, and I think a lot of it also had to do with the public outcry of Cincinnati being snubbed for, what, two straight years Mm -hmm. out of the CFP? Yep. Um, And I think that was the only reason why they were in last year, Um, which which is a massive issue for the CFP, but I do think, you know, Michigan State, Utah, NC State, and Arkansas, I think those are – great contention teams i think that they all could show up in a spot or that could be your top four going into the college football playoff rankings owen what about you i'm gonna go texas a&m <laughs> i'm gonna go texas a&m because Ugh. just because uh, Jim, jimbo's uh, jimbo's brought in really well recruiting class these past two years or the last year he brought in a recruiting class and the year before that he did uh this year he's also bringing in a really nice recruiting class as well or he's getting he's getting there he's kind of stumbling behind but he is he is getting there uh so texas a&m utah i'm also going to go with utah because i think utah should have been in last year uh baylor I think Baylor's a very dangerous team and i think they should have also been in last year but they had two losses yeah um, number four. Um, I'd say Arkansas as well. I like Arkansas. I like what Sam Pittman's doing down there. Um, you know, and people are there's a there was a transfer from Alabama that went to Arkansas. Like, there's people who want to go to Arkansas now. As cool as Tigers are, Razorbacks, come on, yeah. Like, that's the coolest name in college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hate saying Sue that. Wee, uh, Sue Wee, isn't it? Uh, is there, uh, uh, it's like Ooh Pig Soy or yeah, something like Ooh that. Pig Ooh yeah, Pig Suey. Ooh Pig Suey. That's Ooh Pig Suey. There it is. Yeah. Ooh Pig Suey. Ooh Pig Suey. And then number five. Oh, I just gave four. Um, I would like to say West Virginia this year, but. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I'd love to be able to say LSU. Oh, I know, no, no, I know. Uh, I'm, I think I think I'll also go. I think I also go NC State as well. I think NC State is a a dark horse. I think they're a dark horse for the ACC, and I think they're a dark horse for maybe the playoffs. We'll it, see. It's gonna be it, yeah. It's gonna be interesting for that. So. Um, I just remembered I only gave four. Oh. Uh, for my fifth, I would either go Wisconsin or BYU. Oh, I didn't even think about BYU. Come on now. Ah, come man. on. Yeah, no, BYU, yeah. I didn't even think about BYU. Daggone it. Yeah, I would say, I'm going to give a sixth anyway. BYU. <laughs> Just the heck with it. Got to steal my thunder. Huh? Yep, yep. Uh, BYU, yeah. Ah, the Pac-12 dag- champions. Daggone it, yes. Ah, wow. Okay, I didn't even think about BYU. Wow. So, uh, but hey, I, no one ever does. That's why they're not in the CFP. <laughs> yikes. Yikes. Oof. Oof. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for episode two of season two, Cole. Absolutely. Uh, next week's going to be a big episode. Like we said before, outside linebacker Brian Breeden, a two-year captain at Ferrum, will be joining us. He's going to talk with us a little bit about Ferrum, what they expect for this upcoming year. Very excited to have him on. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, but with that, I'm Owen Spelling. My name's Cole Connor. And this has been the Panther Pod.